Hi! Welcome to episode 1, season 1 of the Limitless Dump podcast. I am your host, Laura, and I am so excited to share to you guys a bunch of stuff that's been going on inside of my head. I am so excited to talk about uh, our topic today for this episode, but before that, I will be introducing myself real quick, um, whether you like it or not. I am Lara, and I am 18 years old. I am currently a senior high school student, and I will be going to college pretty soon. I am a Filipina. I speak Tagalog, English, and Bisaya. So, enough about me. Let's talk about this podcast. Uh, This podcast is going to be a raw and unedited podcast. And when I say unedited, I mean you will be hearing a lot of stutters, a lot of ums a lot of long pauses in this podcast so i hope you bear with me for this um and um let's see uh i don't know it's just going to be a lot of long pauses like what i'm actually doing right now um i the vibe that i just wanted to go to for this podcast is i want it to sound really casual and just like a little conversation from a friend to a friend hi friend (laughs) so yeah um i will be posting or uploading in this podcast during monday monday (laughs) during monday okay yeah also you're gonna hear me speak a lot of mispronunciations in this podcast and i will laugh laugh i will laugh about it okay so yeah, uh, like I said, I will be uploading during months, Mondays and Wednesdays. Jesus, um, yeah, I'll be posting. <laughs> I will be uploading Mondays and Wednesdays, or Wednesdays, not twice. I'll be posting once a week. Okay, I'm not that productive. Uh, anyways, uh, the content or the topic that we will be covering up in this podcast is very random just like from the title of the podcast the limitless dump the topics are also limitless and yeah i'll be sharing stories um my experiences my some some gossips as well and i'll also be sharing my experience opinions even though i'm still irrelevant uh and even though they may or may not make sense and i'll also be uh, you know ranting venting out it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun and entertaining. At best, at least for me, it's going to be entertaining. Okay? So, yeah. Today's episode, I'll be talking about how it feels like to be a teen. But before that, I want to start this episode with something that needs to be addressed and to be talked about first. Uh, this is going to be a heavy topic, but let's first talk about the Asian hate crimes that has been going on recently. If you're unaware of what's going on, let me share to you some incidents that are linked to Asian racism. One incident happened in Flushing, Queens, where a 52-year-old Asian-American woman was shoved to the concrete sidewalk by a white man named Mateo. I forgot his last name, but yeah, he didn't just stop there. He even threw a box of spoons at her while yelling racial slurs. Another incident was with a Filipino-American man named Noel Quintana. He's 61 years old. He was slashed 
across the face, I mean from ear to ear, with a box knife at the subway while he was on his way to work, and none of the passengers helped him. An 83-year-old elderly Korean woman was also attacked by a white woman this time in Koreatown and yelled white power after leaving the scene. An Asian university lecturer was also attacked by a racist gang. The lecturer was just jogging during daytime when a group of men yelled racial slurs and told him to leave the country because he was Chinese. And and they became violent when he decided to stand up for himself and shouted back. They hit him quite badly and left blood on the ground and bruises on his face. Another incident was from an 84-year-old Thai American grandpa who was pushed or shoved to the pavement while he was taking a walk in San Francisco and weeks later he died because of the injuries. Another victim was a 91-year-old Asian man where he was again pushed to the ground in Oakland's Chinatown. And these are just a few of the many old and recent violent crimes. Crimes from attacks to robbery towards Asians and most of these attacks are towards the elderly and vulnerable. And there are even casual racism incidents that target Asians like insults related to COVID-19. Now, racism isn't new. We all know that. But after or since COVID-19 came to picture, this did uh, gave more higher levels of racism to the community. Customers were denied of service, business owned by Asian Americans were avoided, robbed, and ravaged. People have been killed and assaulted. Now, now more than ever, we must work together to be heard. Let us raise awareness by engaging in conversation and share news related to issues and call out people who engage in racist acts and xenophobia and help victims. If you witness an act of racism, do not turn a blind eye. And if possible, please donate to organizations that advocate for community safety and fundraisers for victims. There are organizations like StopAAPIHate.org and AdvancingJustice-ALC.org. There are also other organizations and accounts that you can support like Hate is a Virus and AAPI Women Lead. Now we are all humans and we should be treated as such. So please, please stop the hate and make the world a safer place. I just wanted to address this first as soon as possible before we proceed to the topic that I had in mind because as a Filipino, as part of the Asian community, it's just relevant to talk about it because honestly, even here, there are casual racism that are present and some are even racist to their own race. Well, that was a very heavy topic on the first seven minutes of the podcast and not gonna lie, I was a bit emotional. Now speaking of emotional, let's talk about the emotional changes that I think every teen experienced growing up. Now, don't lie to me and tell me that that wasn't a good transition, okay?
Now, a little disclaimer, I am not speaking for all teenagers and young adults. And these are just things uh, from my experience and perspective. Now, let's talk about emotional changes. During my early teenage years, around 14 years old, it was a period of my life where I became very emotionally vulnerable because of either love or my desire to be desirable. And those two things were closely knit, closely related, okay? We all get the chance to go through an emotional sort of transition and form bonds and get attached to someone we adore. And it will not be easy for every teen. I remember when I was just around eighth grade, I had this huge crush on someone and it resulted to seeing myself in a state of being lost and sad. Well, basically what happened was I had a crush on a guy and I liked him for three years. And for three years, I believed that he might love me the way that I loved him. I mean, we had our fair share of sweet moments where I would you know, braid his hair and after he would lay his head on my shoulder, you know, you know, all those just random sweet moments with high school crushes. It, it definitely made me feel that, I mean, I, I definitely felt that he cared for me during those days. But like I said, we didn't really got the happy ending and I was sad. I was broken for almost a year and it was around my ninth to 10th grade year when I could say that was the worst moments for me emotionally. I felt depressed because I felt like I wasn't good enough for him and I became really insecure, which isn't something that you should feel. Honestly, you shouldn't be feeling insecure because of a guy, okay? But... I never had the feeling of hate towards him because I loved him more than I could hate him. Gosh, that sounds really cheesy. But I could definitely say that I had really bad emotions towards the girls that he flirted. But, okay. Okay, disclaimer before I say these things, I have already left all those hates towards those people now because I've learned to know better and I've grown to let the past stay behind and move on from those discomfort. And we are all friends now and in the best places that we could be, our homes, basically. So so anyways, um, I really hated those girls They flirt. he flirted with because first of all, they were my friends and they knew that I liked him and for me, it was very hard for me to accept back then that these people who I trust and who witness my relation with this guy were also the people who now shares the same relations with him. I felt betrayed, but I still put on a positive face because I think back then I would rather suck it up than confront these people. Okay, and um, I'd rather suck it up than tell them how I feel because I wanted my friends to be happy even though they are with my happiness. Gosh, that's another cringy statement. But uh, like I said, I was sad and angry and I was emotionally vulnerable. I would cry myself to sleep and I even came to the point where I felt like begging for him to choose me. Ugh. 
when I think of it now, I can't imagine myself begging for a guy to choose me. I mean, sis, I would never. But, yeah, I guess this is a sign of growth, you know? So, like I said, my hormones were all over the place and I was a mess. But I didn't show it on the outside. And the way of my coping, or my coping mechanism for it was I made poems and songs for him. Wow, I'm such a... <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I made those things about him, for him, and about how I feel. I even remember singing these things that I made to my closest friends. And during that time, they persuaded me to say that I should tell this person how I feel for me to find closure. And I did. Just before my last year of junior high school... I left junior high school and found closure with him and moved on. But I can definitely say it was quite a roller coaster and that's just the surface. I will be talking about relationship stuff very soon in this podcast if I do feel like it. So stay tuned. So like I said, during those years of puberty, it's normal. It's normal to have emotional changes and as you grow, you'll understand about it more. You'll, you'll experience jealousy, betrayal, excitement, happiness, sadness, and the most beautiful and scary thing of all, you'll experience love. Now, another thing that I experienced, another scary thing that I've experienced during my teenage years was bullying. And it's one of the many problems that many teens face. It was hard to handle and it also brought trauma to some. Growing up, I was often teased because of my body. When I was in my sixth grade or just mainly elementary elementary years, I was always bullied for my body. My classmates would judge me every time I eat and say things that, hey, maybe Laura needs another plate. Hey, Laura, you can have mine. Looks like you still are hungry. You guys should better hide your food because Laura's here. They'd, they'd call me animal names and other hurtful nicknames. And it resulted to the growth of my insecurities and my traumas when I got to high school. I was so insecure of the things, of many things. Uh, the, like the things that I would wear. Because I always thought what people would think of me. Would they tease me like what happened to me before? But when I got to high school, I can say that I had an average body. During the start of 7th grade, I wasn't really teased because of my body because people see it as something that is average for a teen. And I was so happy. I remember that moment that I felt really good of my, about myself when my classmate complimented me that the shirt that I was wearing made my curves show. And I remember wearing that shirt, treasuring that shirt because it reminded me that I was beautiful. Basically, I was deprived of being complimented and being complimented by a person other than my family felt like such an achievement for me. But not long after, I had developed friendships that made me spoil myself with food. I was overly confident that I was skinny. I was a skinny bitch already and eating these foods wouldn't matter, but I was wrong. I... Plot twist, I gained more weight and I, and as soon as I did, the teasing returned. I remember sitting in my bed regretting 
all the food I ate, crying and hating myself because I was stupid to enjoy things and didn't realize that it was all just temporary. So the bullying came again. People would tease me and they would give me nicknames that I wasn't proud of. I wasn't proud at, at first. But then I realized that in order for me to fight this bullying, I decided to accept the bullying. It, it, the bullying isn't actually physical. There were mostly words. But when I was bullied for the first time in a long time, I felt really bad for myself. But later on, I'd grown to accept their teases and show that I am an unaffected and unbothered queen. But deep down inside, I wanted to lose weight because I didn't consider myself beautiful and desirable. Later on, I got used to the teasing, but it didn't mean that it hurts any less. They eventually got bored of making fun of me and the teases stopped, but... I still felt insecure during those years, but compared to where I am currently, I've grown to love myself and care and just being kind to myself. And I'm currently working on, you know, gaining, gaining self-confidence and giving less shit about what people think. What I did to deal with bullying was I really have this trait where I suck it up and just move on. When, I, when it comes to dealing with bullying, what I did was showed them that the words they threw at me didn't have an effect on me, that I was the unbothered queen. You know, bullies often enjoy bullying because of the reaction they get. They enjoy pissing other people off, and I had my fair share of getting pissed, and I remember even throwing fists when they tease me, and I often give them really mad glares. So for them to not enjoy bullying, the bullying they did, I didn't care about what they were doing. And I also told myself that I shouldn't stoop down to their level where I should even pity them because the only thing that they found happiness in was making people feel bad about themselves. And honestly, it was really hard to reach the emotion of not giving a fuck when people attack you with words that make you feel insecure. It, it wasn't a recipe mix. You know, with just a snap, it's quick and easy. It wasn't. It took me a lot of time. And like I said before, I dealt with bullies with brute force during those times, which was not a good thing because they found it even more entertaining. Okay? It was a long process, but eventually I moved on and so did they. But I am not going to say that I am now a really strong person because even though I'm used to it, it doesn't mean it hurts any less. And honestly, I still get hurt when it comes to talking about weight. And I'm not going to lie, I'm actually working on being healthy and losing weight. Not because I hate myself, but because I'm starting to like being more active. And, you know, just, just the happy hormones when you're sweating and shit. So, yeah, let's get back. Like I said, dealing with bullies is not an easy process. You will get hurt countless of times and cry and hate yourself and even regret existing. And honestly, honestly, I don't exactly know how I did it. But what I know is that we shouldn't dwell on the judgment of other people or other people's opinion. 
because sometimes they don't matter. But don't neglect opinions that lead to something positive. I don't know if that made sense, but yeah, that's that that's that. But you know what doesn't make sense? Grades. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But in the context that we are going to be talking about, yes. So, as we all know, most teens are also students. Now, personally, I am not really a student that obsesses over grades because thankfully i am not pressured by other people to do so and that's something that i'm really thankful i just use what i learned and the grades i received are definitely relevant to my performances in school so teens have a different perspective when it comes to grades they either see it as something important and some don't and i'm not someone who you would consider a genius okay I just listen to class and there are subjects that I genuinely am passionate about. So I guess that's where my grades can be pulled from. I don't perform excellently in class, but I can say that I'm decent enough to have a passing grade or even more. The teachers are generous. Now, at first, when I was in junior high school, I never really cared about my grades, not even a little bit. But it changed because I had an inspiration. This inspiration was particularly a guy. And this guy that I'm talking about is my longtime high school crush. The crush that I just mentioned earlier. Well, let me just tell you guys a little story about that. When I was in seventh grade, I was in a group of friends that really, really didn't care about school a lot. I remember we would skip class, classes like uh, Christian education and, and Araling Panlipunan. We would skip class because we found it boring. So what we would do is we would hang out at the back of the school. We couldn't actually really get out of the school because it was a private school. And they were very strict when it comes to going out of school premises. So like I said, I had no interest in getting good grades back then. Not until I developed feelings for my crush. He was the top of my class and I felt like I should do better, you know. If I was with a smart guy in class, I should be in his level, you know, and give some effort. So I changed my habits and started taking school seriously. It began with receiving achiever awards and getting honors and joining inter-school competitions. I then developed something like I then found myself enjoying class, doing homeworks and joining competitions. And then I developed interest in learning different subjects at first i wanted to be a rebel and not care about my grades because it would be fun but then i realized that school is sort of fun now <laughs> i didn't want to sound like a nerd but not gonna lie learning something and adding information to your brain is really interesting now let's talk about grades like i said i didn't think about it a lot at first but when I got inspired and developed a dream, like an ambition to who I want to be in the future, it gave me a heads up to take care of myself, to take care of my grades. I remember having this conversation with my science teacher, along with my other friends. We talked to her about, we shared her to her that we were tired of school and said that we believe that grades doesn't matter. And... What she said in response to that was, yes, grades really doesn't matter, but it is significant. I learned from that that if you have a dream that requires a certain skill, 
a good education, you know, ha or a good education or having, you know, a certain skill. Having good grades is significant to achieving that dream. It's not really important, but if you have a different, you know, it's not really important if you have a different plan in your life or a different approach to your future, but it will become something significant if you want to pursue something like, like, like if you want to be a doctor per se, then you have to learn about science and stuff and be good at it. And it will have to reflect on your grades because getting to some universities require those grades as well. You know, for me, I wanted to be a lawyer at first. And I would say, why do I have to study math and science when I want to do in the future is prove someone's innocence? And don't lie to me. You've asked yourself those kinds of questions too. You know, high school or school in general is where you develop or begin to have plans for your future. Like for me, ever since I took school seriously, I realized that I wanted to be in a certain profession in the future. But the problem in school is that most students believe that in order to be successful in life, you gotta get your numbers up. It's funny how me and my classmates would ask, hey, what's the coverage for the quiz? Because, because we, will specifically study, we will specifically be studying those. And if it isn't included, we would flip to the next page and say, oh no, we don't need to study that. That is in on the quiz or the exams. Because numbers seem to mean so much to us nowadays. Because we believe that those numbers determine our future and value it than learning and we become depressed or unmotivated when we get a failing grade when in school the purpose should be not getting great grades but to foster your interest in and becoming better at things now when i said earlier that there are universities that value grades it is what also drives students to focus on getting a high grade or getting a high mark now, what happens to those people who are passionate in something, who are innovative, who have innovative minds, are bound are they bound for failure because they have bad grades? Are they not worthy of getting into that university? And that is what most of us students believe, which kills our creativity and the, our desire to learn. You know when you're sitting in class and the lecturer starts to ask for questions from the class and when a person does, the class would roll their eyes and whisper things like being pabibo, a term in Tagalog that means uh, attention seeker. Because some of us never really want to ask things beyond the discussion or possibilities related to it. As long as we understand the surface, we're good. As long as these things are, these are the things that will be on the exams, that's what we will be focusing on. When I said a lot of people believe that grades are in control of their future, I mean there are definitely people who do. There are people I've known who I've heard say things like, oh, I don't want to be an engineer because I failed my math class in high school, even though they are passionate in it. There are also systems in the Philippines where students take on exams that will evaluate what career is suitable for them based on their knowledge or just basically what they've memorized which really limits the creativity and expectations for students because they follow it. 
Nowadays, a lot of students believe that the reason for school is just compliance of grades, and a lot of teens worry on that. Those with high marks battle each other to get at least a point higher, and some of those who have low marks experience low self-esteem because they are looked down by universities and even their parents. But I also want to point out that the person's intelligence isn't based on their grades because success in school is never always the same with being successful in life. I've seen people who never finished school but is living a really fancy and lavish life. There are also people who, despite having bad numbers in high school, they had brilliant, brilliant minds. Instead of thinking that grades is the thing that define the person's intelligence, that it should be a key to success, it should be seen as a feedback on the learning. Does a person with good grades automatically have safe and secure future? And those who don't, will they be in a pitch all their or in a pit all their lives? No, because we don't always know what the future holds. We don't know what opportunities or even problems that we will that will be given to us. And it is our choice how we handle it. And that is where intelligence can be put to action. Now, let's stop all these talks about grades because it's giving me a headache. <laughs> Just kidding, but unfortunately that is all of the things that we will be talking about for now so stay tuned and subscribe or follow this podcast for more episodes okay um i am so so grateful that you're here listening all throughout 30 minutes or so in this episode um if you guys are listening to this in the morning, I want you to have a great day ahead of you. And if you are listening to this at night, just know that you did your best today. And it's okay if the only thing that you did was breathe. That's totally fine. And I hope you have a great adventure tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for staying, uh, you know, for listening and staying while I ramble about things. Um, thank you. Again, thank you. I will see you or talk to you guys next week. Goodbye. Oh, wait. No, not. There are no goodbyes here. It will be. See you guys next episode. I will talk to you then. Next week. Okay. Oh, gosh. Okay. Bye. I'm not good with outros.